4: Love. Oh, and Love, he's got a real chance now, Peter and Love. John Walk will take the penalty. Up goes Dion Dublin!
5: Unknown goal from Ruddock. Ball by break here for Kiwabia.
4: Panister and Bruce in the queue again. Bruce
1: scores!
4: And Chris Bart Williams is in. Still rule Fox. He's gone to the left. Oh. Now, you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh he hasn't. No!
3: Hello and welcome to Quickly Kevin, Will He Score? I'm Chris and Joining me as always is Josh Widdekombe. Hello. And very much the Nick Hancock of proceedings this afternoon. It's Michael Marden. Hello. And we're also delighted to be joined by Tom Parry. Very pleased to be here. Now this is the last episode of Series Five, and as is tradition for the final episode, we have the quickly Kevin's '90s football quiz. We'll get to that shortly. But seeing as we get so much great correspondence throughout the series, we thought we'd also use this as an opportunity to go through some of our favourites we simply haven't had time for so far. Let's have some correspondence.
0: You've got mail. <laughs>
4: This is from. Start with a short one from Jamie Malcolm. Okay. So this is a. Uh, can we have the. We don't use this enough. Can we have the Do I Remember This Right uh, jingle? Yeah, we've
2: not had it this series. No. Do I Remember This Right? Do I Remember This Right? Do I Remember This Right? Do I do Remember, I remember this, right? this Right? Do I Remember This Right? Right? This right, this right, this right,
4: this right. I have a strong memory of a pre match build up of a Sunday afternoon game on Premiership Plus channel being interrupted by what felt like. Home video footage of a royal church wedding. (laughs) It only lasted for about 15 seconds before cutting back to George Graham in the studio and making no mention of the (laughs) segue. The game possibly involved Norwich around the 2004-2005 season. Someone tell me I wasn't hallucinating. Can any of you... uh... Wow. What royal wedding would that have been? No, wasn't it wasn't rural. Oh, rural! Oh, ro- <laughs> I thought you said royal. <laughs> or no, <laughs> just a random <laughs> wedding? Someone... Like home video of a rural, a <laughs> <way>, rural <laughs> wedding was put into. Someone pressed the wrong button. Someone's obviously. pressed the wrong button. They've been yeah. editing their wedding video. Do you think at the studio? No, oh, oh, like, it, no. It, it would
2: be it will be a live feed thing. Somebody has pressed the in the sort of transmission center. Someone's pressed the wrong I'm button. And gone live to their, their it's cousins' it's wedding. <laughs> It's an I OB truck in. parked outside a, a church.
4: <laughs> 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 Poor people that watch the Cousin's Wedding getting live footage of the of Norwich game. Do you? <laughs> oh, he's nearly scored. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, if you know that, uh, then do get in touch with us. Gentlemen, I am fairly recent convert to your podcast and have been listening in chronological order from the first episode. This is from Peter. I noticed in your early shows, one F and a koku, my childhood hero, plays a recurring role. Maybe you've had enough stories regarding the chief, have we? No. Right. Never. But I yeah. thought you might like to hear one nonetheless. Around nineteen ninety-five, as a ten year old, and I was one of approximately seven other young Wimbledon fans of the country, my world was turned upside down by the news that Efna Koku and Warren Barton would be holding a meet and greet in a local branch of Pizza Hut. <laughs> the idea of being close to Big Effon and possibly smelling Warren's famous hair was too good an opportunity to miss. So I convinced my dad to take me and my friend Ben. Upon arrival, I was disappointed to find the two men missing, and in their place, sat alone, was young prospect Neil Hardley. <laughs> sat alone's brutal, isn't it? <laughs> Neil didn't look exactly thrilled to be there, but he dutifully signed autographs and took it in good humour when I asked who he was. After... Is it, can we just click, is he eating alone? Is he just happened to be there eating? No, I no, right. <laughs> think he's... cancelled the event. He's there on his own anyway. He wanted to meet the <laughs> chief. I don't or think we, you can eat buffet. I
3: don't think you can rule out that Neil Ardley's just having something to eat at this point.
4: <laughs> After an hour or so of waiting, I was starting to lose hope. Then, as I was drowning my sorrows by the ice cream factory, TM, <laughs> a, a commotion started behind me, and I turned around to see my two heroes enter the restaurant. They had their hands above their heads and were clapping the audience like when bands do when they enter the stage. <laughs> Warren asked the staff to turn up the music, and, if I remember correctly, Effen started shouting things along the line of, ''Let's have it!'' <laughs> <laughs> it's important to remember this was 95, and he was from Manchester, and thus, thus, ''Let's have it'' was completely acceptable for him to say. Neil sat there well-behaved, while the other two appeared to ignore him. Maybe he was there! <laughs> the pinnacle of the evening was a raffle where you could win the shirt of reserve player Stuart Castledean who <laughs> recently departed on loan to Wickham. <laughs> <Walter>. <laughs> By this time, Warren had taken over the MC duties and was now standing on a table waving the said shirt. He may or may not have mimed wiping his backside with the shirt before making some rather derogatory comments on Stuart's playing style. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Did, yes. he, did Stuart Castledine turn up to a live show of ours?
4: Yeah, he did. He came he to did, watch us at yeah. Leicester Square Theatre, yeah. Stuart Castledine. Did he always wow. bring a shirt with him to raffle? <laughs> <laughs> would have known. It's the least he could have done. With hindsight, what I took as great enthusiasm on their behalf to be part of the meet and greet may well have been a case of them drinking heavily beforehand in order to get through the ordeal. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly, we can't possibly. Yeah. It saddens me that with the advent of smartphones and social media, Future generations won't have opportunities to be amongst the heroes in such a vulnerable proximity. Which Spurs fan wouldn't want to share a steak bite and black with Deli Alley in a beef eater? <laughs> this was longer than I intended and possibly a little too libelous for broadcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did reliving it. Peter.
3: When, when, when was the last time a 90s footballer made a personal appearance in a Pizza Hut? I Could dare. it have been that? Well, a bit later.
4: A pizza Hut, is such a low-grade place to make a personal appearance. Not then. Not
3: in not we're the ice, about, cream, yeah.
4: ice cream. Ice cream factory is like the pump. We're talking about, you know, Southgate, Pierce doing the advert. Oh, yeah. It's like they, they were intertwined. They were intertwined. This yeah. is long before Pizza Express turned up. That one wasn't really a Do I Remember This Right? It's no, not that, like that one was to a there. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, no, 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 we were there. <laughs> I've got a couple more Do I Remember This Right? OK. Jingle again, Michael? I'm not playing it a second time. Play the jingle again.
3: Do
2: I remember this right? Do I remember this right? Do I remember this right?
4: Do I remember this right? Hi, gents. Listening to you guys talk about times when football and soap operas have become entwined, a distant memory may have been stirred from the France 98 World Cup final. I seem to remember hearing the showpiece event of host France's versus the holders Brazil needed to have a later kick-off time than originally scheduled. Remarkably... This was because of a highly anticipated episode of EastEnders. That would mean a large proportion of the UK would not tune in until later in the match. No This can't that's be not no. true.
2: The World Cup aren't rescheduled. The biggest global sporting <laughs> Imagine, event in why? history is adjusting its timings because of a slot of one British also, soap. I'm not going to lie. Isn't EastEnders... It's not on on a Sunday.
4: Unless it's the, the Omnibus.
3: omnibus. <laughs> well, no, they did have specials, didn't they? Like when uh, Tiffany got run over. That was... was that was like Christmas Day. Or it might be Christmas Day, yeah. It might be right, Perry. The biggest question I've got is why you've plucked this email out for for broadcast. It's clearly can't be true, can it? Well, I
4: thought it was an interesting... It's very rare that we can settle a Do I Remember This Right? Is that what? I'm Ronaldo... not just reading out the emails I feel that are most factually honest. I'm mean, emailing the ones that are the most interesting as a debating point.
3: How would that conversation happen? Someone goes to Sepp Blatter.
4: Sepp. Yeah. Grant. Well, I can carry on. Grant Mitchell. That the BBC managed to convince FIFA to do this sounds completely unbelievable. And Normally, I would not have given this any credibility. However... <laughs> Here we go. I also have another coincidental memory of this being on a question of sport, where I seem to recall Sue Barker posing the (laughs) teaser, why was the France 98 World Cup final delayed for a bit of soap? The answer to which... Was the East conspiracy? It feels like both of those things are part of the same fever dream. <laughs>
0: That's why.
3: remember two bits of the same dream. They never have riddles on Question of Sport, would they? Delayed by a piece of soap, like someone slipped on some soap. That's clearly that the implication. Be, that could be
4: a home question in the Home and Away round. Is that the answer to the conspiracy theory of why Ronaldo had such a bad final? <laughs> some say, yeah. some say it was a fit in the hotel room when they made him play. But no, no, it's just a big fan of East Enders.
3: I yeah. <laughs> caught, <laughs> the, <laughs> caught the end of the omnibus
4: oh, and got to Grant <laughs> Mitchell. Can't, 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 Focus. Uh, Ross Baxter has emailed in. Do you remember when we were discussing our favourite synonyms for goalkeeper? Yeah. yeah. He just writes, Hello, gents. Net Shepherd is a personal favourite of mine. <laughs> <laughs> One more. All right, fellas. Big fan of the pod. Been enjoying the chat. This is from Mark Murphy. About retro computer games from the 90s, especially with your recent post on Twitter regarding ISS Pro 64 and then commentator yelling "Greece." ISS Pro was known for its iconic commentary. However... I think this could be matched by the Champions League video games on PS1. Like ISS, the gameplay was good at the time. The commentary, not so much. I vividly remember when a team would get a free kick near the opposition's area. The commentary, provided by Brian Moore, I believe, would seemingly get stuck and begin shouting, Dangerous! 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 <laughs> I don't know if this was a glitch in the game or a genuine effort to provide realistic commentary. Can anyone else remember what is the game called? The Champions League video games. No no memory memory of that. No. Well, if you've got any of that, or anything on this, this is how you get in touch.
2: Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at quicklykevin
4: and sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com. Thank you for all your correspondence this series, but now for the quiz.
2: When the seagulls follow the troll, it's because they think sergeants will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. Yes, it's time now for the mildly anticipated, factually inconsistent, quickly Kevin end of the series 90s Football Quiz. Now, you may have noticed this series, we only have one guest in the studio. The reason for this being Josh is as yet undefeated in the end-of-series quiz, so I thought to give Chris a chance to stem the humiliating flow of defeats. All right, mate. Bloody hell. And as a tribute, <laughs> and as a tribute to a much-loved 90s quiz show, Blockbusters, this series, it will be a 2v1 format, which we are affectionately calling Josh Busters.
1: Oh, lovely.
4: now, please welcome the host of Josh Busters,
2: Michael Marden. As discussed, Josh will be facing off against Chris and Tom to see who is crowned series vice champion. You'll also win a £100 voucher from classic football shirts. Oh, and ADL. this is the big one. The last ever Graham says hit Les mug off the production line. <gasps> oh. They may never be produced again. This is and if the they last... are, they'll be
4: produced at high quality.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you to everyone who's already bought one.
2: And just to find a final bit of admin, for anyone listening to this quiz for the first time months or even years from now, please, please don't email or tweet me pointing out the factual inconsistencies. Do. There will definitely be some and you won't have been the first person to some highlight them. Make it you. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get on with the quiz. But I'll tell you,
5: you can tell him now if you're watching it, we're still fighting for this title. And, And I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it.
2: Okay, so the first round is called 90s football starter for one. The teams will face a series of general knowledge starter questions about 90s football. The first team to buzz in with the correct answer will receive one point and will then be able to exclusively answer three bonus questions on 90s football for an additional one point each. However, if you buzz in and incorrectly guess the starter question, you will be deducted one point and the question will be thrown over to the opposing team to answer. Everyone happy with those rules? Okay. If Josh buzzes in first, you'll hear this sound.
1: Hit legs! Hit over the top!
2: And if Chris or Tom buzz in, you'll hear this sound.
1: Can we not knock it? How
5: are you
2: feeling, school? Confident?
4: Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, I am this time. Are you feeling confident? I've got it. No, I'm absolutely not. But I just like being part of the quiz. Oh, so <laughs> Tom!
2: OK, fingers on buzzers. Here is your first starter question. Who were the first three managers to win the Premier League?
1: Hit legs! Hit legs over the top!
2: Josh. Sir Alex Ferguson.
4: It was just Alex Ferguson at the time, so that's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Sir Kenny Dalglish. Is he a sir? No, he wasn't then. And Sir Arsene Wenger. Correct. Oh, damn.
2: So... Sir Banter certainly bought me some time. (laughs) (laughs) Your bonus questions are on managerial replacements in the nineties. Oh, oh. Question one. Who replaced Jerry Francis as Spurs boss when he left in november ninety seven? George Graham. Christian Gross.
4: Oh Christian Gross.
2: Question two. Who replaced Graham Souness as Liverpool manager when he left in january nineteen ninety four? Roy Evans. Correct. And finally, question three Who replaced Glenn Hoddle as Chelsea manager when he left in May nineteen ninety six? Correct. Yes. Well done. OK, right. on, Perry. We here is your next... Chance. We could have got that, all of those. Yeah. Here's your next starter question. At the USA 94 World Cup, what was unique about Gianfranco Zola's red card on July the 5th, 1994 against Nigeria, making him the only player in history to suffer this unfortunate fate?
4: Hit the legs! Hit the legs over the top! Josh. Was he a sub? Did he never come on the pitch or something like
2: that? Incorrect. <sighs> Can are we, we allowed to confer? confer? Yep. So I'll repeat the question: At the USA '94 World say, Cup, what was unique about Gianfranco Zola's red card on July the fifth, nineteen ninety four, against Nigeria, making him the only player in history to suffer this unfortunate fate? What are you thinking? I was going to say it's after, it was after the full time whistle.
3: The uh, only player in history, like so, that implies it's all competitions.
2: Uh, World Cup competitions.
3: World Cup competitions. So it's got to be... He's broken a rule, isn't he, that no-one else has...
4: What kind of rule
3: would he have broken? Like, shin... Is it... Like, could you get sent off for not having shin pads or something like that?
2: Yeah, go with that one, I reckon. (laughs) Steve Claridge would have never played. I
0: mean,
2: it is a very difficult question. I Um, I think maybe...
3: Something like maybe his kit falling apart or
4: something. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> no, you, you're obsessed on what he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, it? I mean it's the one where he wouldn't take his hat off. <laughs> he was <laughs> wearing a top hat and he wouldn't take it off. He, did he? Had he not come onto the pitch? Well, it was maybe after not. he'd been substituted. How about it was after he'd been substituted? That's yeah, but but it's surely that's something,
3: something he's done as opposed to. But
4: did, he could have come off. Had a, go at a and got sent and off. Was he wearing fancy and they were considered too sexy? Oh, was it? Was it after the game had finished? I've, I mean. that's no. I think that's the best A we've retrospect come up with. yeah do you think it's better than it was, um, no. his kit falling apart? His kit <laughs> or, fell apart <laughs> to reveal his lacy underwear. <laughs> what's the, a the
2: carry-on film?
4: <laughs> I don't know if you'd be sent off. It started yeah. raining, yeah, yeah, his he kit melted. <laughs> oh, he, he, he was wearing body paint. He was wearing body paint as the kit, like an FHM girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for some reason, that clip isn't something we've all seen a million
2: times. <laughs> So, so what's your what's your obviously incorrect answer?
4: Uh, Fuck. Are 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 any of them right? Those ones, (laughs) right?
2: Okay. The correct answer was he was sent off in a World Cup on his birthday. Oh, oh, for
4: God, fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing... Hey, uh, his, <laughs> You've got God, to he's celebrate some, <laughs> his, his birthday, birthday suit. Yeah. What do you
3: mean no one's ever been set off on their birthday? How can you even check that?
2: Well, somebody somewhere has checked it. No one... They, uh, this is absolute rubbish.
3: Uh, <laughs> only one Someone player in, set in set history has been set off on their World, World Cup. World Cup. What, going eggs. back to the 30s? Some of those South Americans don't even have birth certificates in
4: like Uruguay. I mean,
2: this is not a hill worth Yeah. hang on. Yeah. No, I mean, okay.
4: what, let's, stay up let's stay upbeat, let's stay upbeat, we have to remember. Can this. I just tell us, V-A-R. what do you mean by some South American don't Well, like
3: What was it, the World the first World Cup, what, 1930? In Uruguay. In Uruguay. We so would have been... <laughs> well, isn't that... <laughs> I mean, admin wasn't a forte of anyone in back
4: then. People never get sent on birthday because they're in such a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants a birthday card. No, am no,
3: hey! your birthday.
2: Okay. Great Starter crisis. question number three. <laughs> Fingers on buzzers. Who is the only player to have played for Manchester United, Manchester City, Everton and Liverpool?
1: Hit the leg! Hit hey, over the top!
2: Josh. Oh, I don't know. David Burrows. That's not correct. Incorrect. Pass it over. You can confer. C- C- City, United, City, United Everton. Everton and Liverpool.
4: I thought City, it was Andre
3: Kanchauskas. I thought it was, so it was an idiot. Was That's it's like a difficult question. question. Is it? it's, got to be a U- it's got to be a United youth player, do
2: not know. Uh... As a clue, this did happen in the 80s and 90s. Um, Cotty? No, didn't play for
3: United. City, United, Everton and Liverpool. It's
4: big, isn't it? How do you move between those four? You'd have to do it in such a sequence to not offend people.
2: But he went back into the 80s, though. Yeah.
3: Mark, was Mark Walters, did he ever do? No.
2: Let's go with that.
4: Mark
3: Mm. Walters?
2: The correct answer was Peter Beardsley.
3: Ah, oh, he played for United. Played, he played for
2: Man City. He, he started yeah. in the youth at United. Played one appearance in the League Cup.
4: Can't really talk about him anymore. Anyway, That's I thought I knew it was him, but I thought you wouldn't want to bring him out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, next Oof. starter question. Fingers on buzzers. During the 1990 World Cup, what did the United Arab Emirates players receive as a prize for every goal they scored?
5: Can we not knock it,
2: Chris?
4: Birth
2: certificate? <laughs> it's
3: gonna be I mean a cow.
1: What, what?
5: <laughs> It was this something like
4: that. I think a car. Are a you, car? Have we hired German tax? South Americans don't have birth certificates. And, Everybody's thinking know, it's, it. It's gonna be a cow. What? It's gonna be is a it, Is it a cow?
2: <laughs> of course it's not a cow. <laughs> oh. Uh, it was in fact a Rolls Royce. Have you not?
4: No. Oh, apologies, I thought you'd buzzed in. Well. Well, I made a joke about pantyhose, but that was that was in the Peter Beardsley question, so it would feel unfair to count that as my answer for this. Uh. No. <laughs> what? what was it? What?
2: I missed what you said. The correct answer was a Rolls Royce.
4: Oh, what?
2: But I don't think you'd have got that.
3: No, I was saying car. <laughs> car.
2: Okay, it's going to be a cow, isn't it? <laughs> cow. Next, our question: fingers on buzzers.
4: Turns out the whole quiz was being carried by whoever was with me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> During Italia '90, two cities away from the Italian mainland hosted matches. Can you name one of the two?
1: Hit hey, legs! Hit hey, legs over the top!
2: Josh. Uh, Sardinia. Yeah. <sighs> it's not a city, unfortunately. Oh, it's is the is it? island Hamlet? of Sardinia. Oh. Pass it over to you guys. Great you may Hamlet. confer. What's the city on Sardinia?
4: What's that island?
2: I mean, bear in yeah, mind, Moscow. both of these cities are where a club would be based. Wait, wait, wait,
4: well, what are you doing? <laughs> you didn't give me an option last time, and now they don't just get a second go, they get Slamour, a clue. Slamour. This is unbelievable. Um, um, who's there? Oh,
3: fuck Palermo. Palermo's on Sicily. Okay. Palermo. Palermo. Correct. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, um, come on! Bring it
2: on. Your bonus answer. questions are on USA '94. Shimpat's final answer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> all his clothes fell off. Final answer. <laughs> Fine
2: answer. Bonus question Whatever one. Whatever this is, I'm picturing that the answer all his clothes fell off. <laughs> bonus question one. What did all 15 penalties awarded in o- <laughs> oh, no they
4: all their clothes <laughs> fell off. <laughs> we all know. <laughs>
2: what did all 15 penalties awarded in open play at USA '94 have in common? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Taken my players closer for a
2: They were all scored?
4: Oh no, we'll... can you please repeat the question, sorry.
2: What did all fifteen penalties awarded in open play at USA ninety-four have in common?
3: It's gotta be they're all scored, right? I think so.
2: Correct. Correct. Great. Bonus question two Apart from the host nation, which North American team were the first to qualify for the World Cup?
3: Mexico in that. It you, to be out.
4: Out. If you, you can't. You don't, there's no one else. It's got to be
2: Mexico. Mexico. Correct.
4: Who else could it have been?
3: USA, Canada.
4: It was apart from the hosts. <laughs> <And> Canada <laughs> weren't in it. That's the easiest question of
2: all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's only easy if you know it, Josh. Bonus question number three. Where did the draw for the 1994 World Cup finals take place? Uh,
3: America? She, yeah, but. You can't get I mean,
2: you're going to need to be more specific. The White House. That's a good
3: shout. It's
2: not bad, is it?
3: No. Nah. Yeah, go on.
2: White House. The correct answer was Las Vegas.
3: Oh, how the hell are we getting
2: there? FIFA in their absolute pomp.
4: FIFA (laughs) in their pomp. Oh, imagine imagine the amount of five (laughs) stars. Fucking hell. The scenes that went on that weekend. (laughs) FIFA on a
2: jolly.
3: (laughs) Oh, yes, please. Why don't don't we do the draw in Vegas? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Great idea.
2: (laughs) Fingers on buzzers. Here is your final starter question. Can you name two of the four French clubs... Eric Cantona played for before joining Leeds in 1992.
5: Can we not knock it?
2: Parry. i say Lille
4: and Marseille. I think it's... Whoa, 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 this can be passed. Incorrect.
2: I think I'll... Pass over to Josh. Bordeaux? Yeah. And? Can I
4: have one of his? Yeah. Do I want them? It's up to Ooh. you. Ooh. I think, yeah. Bordeaux and Marseille. Correct. Oh, God.
3: Oh, God. Sorry. It's
4: all right. What
3: were the other two? Uh, we, 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 we're, we're doing all right. The other two Leather, were
2: Auxerre and Nimes. Your bonus questions are on footballer family ties. How, and I need to be specific with the answer, how is Rio Ferdinand related to Les Ferdinand?
4: Cousins, I think.
2: I need to be more specific than that.
4: Um... They're like brothers, though. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, they really (laughs) (laughs) are.
4: We see each other at Christmas. Uh, First cousins? Second cousins. Oh, I don't really know the difference. First cousins (laughs) is cousins, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Second bonus question. Who is older, Phil or Gary Neville? Gary. Correct. Third and final bonus question. How are Terry Butcher and Pat Nevin related? Um they both played
4: together for Rangers.
2: It's a family connection.
4: It's a family connection. Um they are brothers in law.
2: They are cousins.
4: Really? Yeah. No How's yeah.
2: that never come up? Yeah, right. I saw that as well when I discovered that fact. Yeah, I'd have, have been enjoyed that
4: question more if it had just stopped after Pat How? Are Terry Butcher and Pat Nevin alright <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually not bad looking forward to Christmas <laughs> <laughs> okay that's the end Boating of that round differently I imagine <laughs> that's the end of that oh, round imagine the arguments politically sorry carry on Michael imagine all their clothes falling off
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay the next round is the familiar favourite starting 11 oh god I hate this one This is how it works. In this round, I will give you a classic football match from the 90s. Each team will then take it in turn to name a player from either side who appeared in that game. If at any point you name a player who did not appear during the match, you are eliminated. That includes unused substitutes. If you name a player who came on as a sub, you must pick a game. As Josh is ploughing a lone furrow, he will get an extra life. The last team left standing wins five points, and there is no conferring. So... The game in question is Manchester United's humiliating 5 0 defeat to Newcastle, twentieth of October nineteen ninety-six at St James's Park. We toss the coin before the show. Josh, you will kick things off.
4: Philippe Albert. Oh.
2: Yeah. Correct. Who's going next? Chris Tom. Who would like to go first?
4: Michael.
3: Yeah.
2: Correct. Alan
4: Shearer. Correct.
3: Robert Lee.
4: Correct. Sir so Les Ferdinand.
2: Correct. Warren Barton. Ooh. He came on as a substitute. Yeah, he'd been a pizza hut. <laughs> so you must pick again. <laughs>
3: You can't start after a belly full of pizza and ice cream, <laughs> can you? <laughs> <laughs> Got to go off the bench, Ryan Giggs.
4: Oh dear! Oh dear. What?
2: Oh dear! Incorrect. Oh, oh Paris gone. Tom oh. is eliminated. What year was it? No. Uh, 1996. I can only presume he was injured. So Josh. Andy 18. Cole.
4: Oh come on. Incorrect. Oh! So it's me v Skull, basically, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Skull, over to you. I'm
3: trying to be really safe. Uh... Pavel Cernacek
4: Yeah, that's my thing. Correct. Oh, where was Shaka Hislop when you needed him? (laughs) Steve Howie he have been there
2: straight away he's not going to be surprisingly playing on the <laughs> man you, <is> he <laughs> incorrect oh! Oh. so the points go to Chris oh. and Tom the rest of the team Bruce uh, for Newcastle Peter Beardsley Ooh, Steve Watson A, John Beresford Darren Peacock David, Ginola and David Batty yeah. for United Carol Paborski Eric Cantona Gary Neville Dennis Owen, Ronnie Johnson Gary Palliser David Beckham Nicky Butt David May and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer
3: could easily have got all of those yeah
2: ooh okay the next round is all about footballers and their taste in music oh yes please now (laughs) we get a lot of old copies of Shoot and Match magazines sent to us and one of the best features in those magazines are the player profiles where they list their favourite music food books and films etc so for this question I'm going to give you a list of seven 90s footballers and a list of seven musical artists. What I want you to do is correctly identify which footballer picked which musician when asked (laughs) if they could be a pop star for a day, who would they be? Oh, my word. So you get one point for each correct answer. Here are your footballers. Gary Flitcroft. John Salarco. Dean Holdsworth. No,
4: Gary Flitcroft, um, he actually tried to... Stop them legally publishing which band he'd like to be. It went to court and then two years that, later I had to reveal it.
3: That is a really deep cut
4: niche <laughs> joke that no, I suspect
2: 5% of yeah. the audience will really enjoy. It. Uh, Dean Holdsworth, Frank Sinclair, Gareth Southgate, John Hartson and Scott Gemmell. And Scott your musicians... Buckley. What a squad. Your musicians are Rod Stewart, Liam Gallagher, Gary Barlow, <laughs> Devante Swing from Jodeci, Barry White, Bon Jovi and Prince. And while they work out their answers, here are some of those players in action.
4: Surely we want the music. Surely. Why are you picking the players over there? Come on. Can't we have to play? <laughs> play the music, Michael? Bit of the players, bit of the music. OK, come
2: on. Ping between the two. Whilst they pick their answers, here are the players in action set to the music. <laughs> but for those playing at home, the player that's playing under that specific piece of music isn't necessarily the player uh, that picked that piece of music. OK
1: he got back there the shot coming in oh it's there uh, Gary across the scorer it's fourth of the season and uh, that was a beautifully taken goal Come Wimbledon again and this is Holdsworth held him off well and a really good finish as well sixth of the season for Dean Holdsworth
5: Scott
3: Gemmell, What a finish by Gemmell, Right footed, edge of the penalty area. That's his first goal for Everton. Yes. Steady Eddie in the corner from Middlesbrough. Good punch out. Southgate!
1: Oh I say Gareth Southgate! What an incredible strike! Right footed just outside the area. Look at that!
4: Boost. the ball in great header good stop by Walker oh but from the rebound Chilaco's done it for Coventry
2: clever back heel by Zola and uh, room on the right hand side again for Chelsea to exploit great run here oh and it's there superb goal by Sinclair
4: Parkson, that's a lovely first touch.
1: He can hit it from there, and he's hit that one! Parkson, an unstoppable finish, out of nothing.
4: So this is who they would like to be?
2: Yeah, the question was, if they could be a pop star for a day who would they like to be?
4: This is the most difficult quiz I've ever done in my life. I can't find any of them that I do. I find that I'm doing this based on their hair. (laughs) Just got Uh, a feeling. That that is great. That? Yeah, that is fantastic. It's funny when you trap yourself in the final couple of answers and you're like, (laughs) no, no, hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's an absolute disaster.
2: (laughs) So, going to ask for your answers and if you can show your workings as you do. So, first up... Gary Flitcroft. Josh, who did you go for? Liam Gallagher. My workings are he's a northwest boy. He's kind of young.
4: He was a bit kind of rock and roll, wasn't he? So I'm gonna go with Gary Flitcroft for Liam Gallagher.
3: Chris and Tom. We've gone Devante Swing from Jodeci and we did paint ourselves into a bit of a corner of Gary Was that one of your last? It was what we were
4: left with and so we kinda squared it away as and
3: I think Gary would
4: probably go for someone a bit niche and something. Uh, okay, John Salarco. Josh, who did you pick? I went with um, John Salarco as Devante Swing from Jodeci. We've gone with John Salarco as Prince. Flair players. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Dean Holdsworth. I've gone with Barry White, Shagger, (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. Holdsworth, we've gone with Jovi. Bon. Hair. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Frank Sinclair. That's a good one, actually. Frank Sinclair, I've gone
3: Prince. We've gone Barry White, both very stocky. Gareth Southgate.
4: Barlow. 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 Very, Very boring. Very yeah. boring. A safe pair of hands.
2: John Hartson.
3: We've gone Rod Stewart because we think they're both
2: relatively flamboyant. So far. Kel-
3: there's a Celtic yeah, there's connection, a Celtic, yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, and finally, Scott Gemmell. Bon Jovi. Liam Gallagher, rock and roll. Okay, let's find out the answers. The correct answers Gary Flitcroft, when asked if he could be a pop star for a day, who would he be? said. Gary Barlow. Oh, oh,
4: no. It all unravels now. <laughs> I've got two oh, wrong already.
2: Very similar haircuts at the time, those two. Yeah. Uh, John Solarco said he would like to be Prince. Yes. Nailed it. Damn. Dean Holdsworth said he would like to be Rod Stewart. Oh.
4: Oh. I'm not going to lie to you. Frank so Sinclair. So, can I just say at this point, unless Scott Gemmell's Bon Jovi, I've got
2: every single one wrong already. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Sinclair said he would like to be a Devante Swing from uh. Joe Gareth Southgate said he would like to be Bon Jovi. Uh, John Hartson said Barry White, and Scott Gemmill said Liam Gallagher. Yeah, oh, there you go, disaster. So Josh scores zero, zero. points that round, and we've got two points. Chris and Tom scored two. Go we'll score for that. It's
1: great going forward, Hopsie at the back, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can't keep a good man down. The next round is succinctly titled Play Your Squad Numbers and International Caps at the Time of the Tournament Right. This round is a variation on the classic higher-lower parlour game, play your cards right. Here's how it works, and please listen carefully. In the pot in front of you are all 22 members of the French France 98 World Cup squad. I will randomly pick the first player from the pot and reveal his squad number and the total number of international caps the player had at the start of the tournament. (laughs) You will then take it in turns to pull out a random player. Once you have picked the player, you will then have three options. Option one, you can guess if your player pick was allocated a squad number higher or lower than the preceding player picked for France 98. Option two, you can guess if your player pick at the beginning of the France 98 tournament had a higher or lower number of international caps. Than the player preceding, or option three, and this is the big one, you can choose to guess if both the squad number and the international caps were higher or lower than the preceding player. If you pick option one or two and guess correctly, your team will score one point and stay in the game. If you decide to pick option three and gamble correctly on both the squad number and the amount of international caps, you will score three points. If at any point you guess incorrectly, your team will be eliminated from the round. Josh, you will obviously get an extra life. So that means if you pick option three, you must get both the high-low gambles correct to win the points and stay in the game. Once your team is eliminated, the points you've scored up to that point are yours to keep. However, the opposing team will have the option to keep playing and amassing points until they also guess incorrectly. I have randomly pulled from the hat Christophe Dugari. Dugari. Okay. It's a good card to start. It's a, it's a good card. His squad number at the start of the tournament was number 21. And his international caps was 23. Tom, mm-hmm. would you like to kick things off?
4: Yeah. Uh, Perez, Robert Perez.
2: So you can tell me, was his squad number higher or lower? Were his international caps higher or lower? Or both?
4: I'm gonna say
2: international caps higher. Oh. Incorrect.
4: Oh. <laughs> <What a star. laughs> just the
2: corners of your smile just turned Fuck. down. <laughs> God damn it. At the start of the tournament, Robert Perez had thirteen caps oh. compared to DeGraze twenty-three. His squad number was Number 11. Bearing in mind there are only 22 players in the squad, and yeah, he was, was gonna... <laughs> assigned number 21, I'd say that was a, a risky <laughs> choice.
3: Only 13 caps. Okay,
2: so, so Harry is eliminated. Josh, pick your name oh. from the hat. Never heard of him.
4: Vincent Candela. Oh, God. So you need to decide what's his squad I number? Think his squad number's higher than 11. It's I mean, it's got to be 22, isn't it? It can't be
2: in the first 10 people, can it? OK, and then... I'm not interested in his caps. Not interested in his caps. OK, so you are saying his squad number was higher than 11. It's got to be, isn't it? The correct answer, or his squad number was number 2. What?! Oh, my God. Uh, that's French right-backs are a weird breed. Aren't they? <laughs> so, Josh, you have lost a life. And
4: what's his caps?
2: And his international caps pre-tournament was 10. Uh, Chris, yeah. your turn to pick one from the hat.
4: This has been an absolute shower of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Awful. This round deserves better, though. It's a good round. Yeah, it's a good round. Christian Carambo. Oh. Oh, don't know what that means. For me, it's, it's
2: a handout. A- so you need to tell us: was his squad number higher or lower than two? And were his international caps higher or lower than 10?
3: Got to be higher than ten. Cause he's he's retiring in. I mean he's a he's a big
4: player. Oh? It's just a gamble. Just play it safe with lower lower than two. <laughs> this one is, one. is a real... <laughs> <laughs> this
3: is um, Cause he mind you they didn't play uh, Okay, I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna say his squad number's higher than two. I'm gonna regret that.
2: His squad number was number 19. He's going to it's gonna have more caps in 10. So that's one point. And his caps pre-tournament was 31. Oh,
4: fucking hell. It's all right, it's all right.
2: <sighs> Still in the game. Right. Josh, your turn. Second life.
4: Please be Bartosz, please be Bartosz. David Trezeguet.
2: What was his caps? 31? Carambo. So squad number was number 19 and caps 31. I'm going to go all in. I think he's lower on both. Okay, so... David Trezeguet, <laughs> pre-tournament. International caps, I think four. I think he wears number 20.
4: No! I think he does. I, I, think, he's got 20 on, I think
2: he's got 20 or twenty-two on his back. Squad number? Yeah. Number 20. No! Oh,
3: God. God. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh. Isn't that a big thing with Trezeguet? Yeah. 20. So uh. it's
2: just Chris oh. left in the game to continue amassing points. And oh. what was his uh, squad number? So, his how squad many caps? number was 20 and his caps were four. Yeah. So there's a real chance to amass some points here.
3: Frank Leboeuf. He's going to have his squad numbers lower than 20 and he's got more caps than four.
2: Wallop. Correct on both counts. Oh, my word. Uh, his squad number is 18 <laughs> and his Ooh. caps are 13.
3: Lionel Charbonnier, the substitute goalkeeper... Uh, he's going to uh, What was the last one? Leboeuf He's going to have A lower number And uh, Less caps
2: So he, Pre-tournament He had one international cap Yeah And Thankfully The French manager Picked squad numbers According to my system And Shabonnier Wears number 22 Unbelievable oh. So Chris Is a oh. there's a
4: real chance there That was a real chance for to math some points.
2: It's time now for the final round of the first half, 90s Football Mastermind. Each player will have 90 seconds to answer 10 questions on their chosen specialist subject, one point for each correct answer. This time round, Chris and Josh will play in the second half. Tom will take the hot seat along with Josh for a second time. So first in the spotlight tonight is Chris. Love the Mastermind. And in a controversial move to shift this podcast away from the 90s, Chris has chosen for his subject Euro 2000. I was tempted to only write questions about the qualifying matches for Euro 2000 that (laughs) took place during the 90s, (laughs) but we'll extend the remit on this occasion.
4: Chris said to me before this, what was your revision? Um, That I could guess the questions he was going
3: to ask and that I would just revise specific pieces of information. Okay. Okay. what
4: what are you expecting to come up? So,
3: Michael, do not cheat. Top scorers, Patrick Kleinvert and Savo Milosevic, each with five goals. Yeah. The semi-finals were Portugal and France and Italy-Netherlands. David Trezeguet scored the golden goal in the final. The referee was Anders Frisk. (laughs) There were 16 teams in the tournament. Uh, If that comes up... And it was the first European tournament to be split across two countries. Any more? Uh, And Alan Shearer as an answer.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's find out. (laughs) Your 90 seconds start... I to see the timing. ..now. Who was the referee for England's 1-0 win over Germany on the 17th of June 2000? Luigi Kalina. Correct. <gasps> which two nations hosted the tournament? Belgium and the Netherlands. Correct. Name one of the two goalkeepers in the UEFA team of the tournament.
3: Fabian Barthez.
2: Correct. In England's opening game, 3-2 defeat to Portugal, which two England players scored? Scholesman-Manaman. Correct. <gasps> which Serbian player scored the only own goal of the tournament? Milosevic. Uh, Correct. Uh, uh, Govediracija. England had one referee at the tournament. Who was it? Kalina. Grandpole. Oh,
3: gra- oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. What was the name? What was oh. the name of the
2: tournament mascot?
3: Um, oh, 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 I meant sac- to revise baggy, that for European. Sac-
2: sac- I don't know. Ben, uh, so got... Ben, Lucky. Yeah, Benny Lucky. Name one of the two jo- joint top scorers at the tournament. Patrick Cliver. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> who, who won the third place playoff? Uh, there wasn't one. Correct. And finally, France beat Italy 2-1 in the final, but who scored the winning goal? David Trezeguet. Boom. (laughs) Congratulations, Chris. You scored a smug 7 out of (laughs) 10. Josh, you're next in the hot seat. You have 90 seconds to answer 10 questions on your chosen specialist subject, which is the Spice Boys.
4: Oh, I haven't revised this. I just, because I thought I don't know how you revise this. Yeah. Because it's not a specific... It's a sprawling topic. It's a sprawling topic, and it's a matter of opinion. But I'm going to go Armani. Your time starts now.
2: Which newspaper coined the term? Sun. The Mirror. Which member of the Spice Girls was Robbie Fowler rumoured to have been dating? Mel C. Emma B, Baby Spice.
4: Emma B? No one's ever called her Emma B.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which Which member of the Spice Boys starred in a Head and Shoulders advert? Oh, it was uh, Jason M. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> During this period, which pop star allegedly performed for the Liverpool team on the coach to a game to Villa Park?
4: Um, Louise
2: Redknapp. Robbie Williams. Oh. The famous FA Cup final cream suits were made by who and were chosen oh, by Lee. which Liverpool player? It's Hollymore. David James. Oh. Who scored the winning goal in the FA Cup final defeat to Manchester United? Not. What did Liverpool player and Spice Boy... Steve McManaman share in common with the Spice Girls? Um, he, oh, he was at the forefront of girl power. <laughs> uh, they... Uh, oh, they moved to Real Madrid. <laughs> they both had the same manager, Simon Fuller. Oh, really? at, incredible! At the infamous 1998 Christmas party, which Liverpool player was reported to be seen cavorting with whipped cream and strippers dressed as the Hunchback of Notre Dame? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Never heard. Was it the pizza? Uh, I, I.
2: Um... Robbie Fowler. Jamie Carragher. Oh,
4: what? That's
2: early. (laughs) What brand were the shoes... I've started, so I'll finish. Yeah. What brand were the shoes the Spice Boys wore at the 1996 FA Cup final?
4: Patrick Cox. Only because they're they're mentioned on TFI Friday around the same time. (laughs) Chris Evans is wearing them. Gucci.
2: Josh, you have scored... Three. Two. Two? Three. three. Well, you got, you got one of Armani and David oh. James wrong, so you oh. got two out of ten. Two.
4: That's tough, that. Didn't enjoy that.
2: That whistle means it's half-time while well, the teams go off for an inspirational team talk.
4: And you can
5: fucking pick someone else to go, and you can bring your fucking dinner. Because mm. by the time I'm finished with you, you'll fucking
2: need it. And I work out the scores. Here's a quick word from our sponsors.
4: This is new isotonic Lucas 8 Sport. It gets to your thirst fast. Isotonic means it's in balance with your body fluids
2: Welcome back to the quickly Kevin 90s football quiz After a fiercely contested first half I can reveal that Tom and Chris are in the lead
4: Massively
2: this is strange. So can they it's hold crazy. on to that lead? Or will they crumble like Keegan in the 95 96 season? It's time to find out in part two. So, this next round, we did an Instagram live call out in the studio and asked our listeners to set questions for Chris, Tom, and Josh. This is going to be a fastest fingers There's first. So
4: many questions.
2: Question. I'm going to just pick five at random. Thank you to everyone that sent them in. We haven't got time to do them all. I'm also not pre-reading them so this could go badly. <laughs> All uh. right. First question, this is from Ian Sheriffs. Chris Sutton scored his one and only league goal for Chelsea in a 5-0 drubbing of treble-winning United at Stamford Bridge. Who was in goal for United?
1: Wait, hey, lag. legs! over the top.
2: Josh
4: Massimo Taibbi. Correct. I thought it was going to be someone interesting. If that was Peter Schmeichel, it would be the most boring email we'd ever received. He started performing, now there's an audience. (laughs) 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 He suddenly stepped up to the plate. Okay, next
2: question. Fingers on buzzers. This is from Mike Daw. As we all probably know, Brian Dean scored the first ever goal in the Premiership, but who scored the second?
3: Can we just... Should we just guess? Come on then, let's guess. i go Dean Saunders. It would have been Sheffield United.
2: No, no. no they will the go... Nigel Clough. He says also, Brian Dean, he scored a pen after Alan Cork was brought down oh. in a 2-1 victory at Old Trafford. Oh. OK. Uh, right. Uh, this one's from James Laycock. Who was the first on-loan player to win the Premier League Player of the Month in April 1999? year, mm. <laughs> uh, sorry? Uh, April, April 99, first on-loan player. I'll give you a clue... He played for Everton.
5: Can we not knocked it?
2: Skull's gone in. Skull.
3: He's looked. Uh, no, no, I haven't. I haven't. Andrej Kacelskis. I don't know. Uh,
2: the correct answer was Kevin Campbell, who was on loan from Trabzonspor. Uh, Sport. <laughs> okay. These
3: are uh, quite hard. They are yeah, quite difficult,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, which former Barcelona player made an appearance in the Premier League while also being employed as an international manager?
4: These are so tough. Our audience. Can you read that again, My,
2: Which former Barcelona player made an appearance in the Premier League whilst also being employed as an international manager?
3: Former Barcelona
2: played in the Premier League whilst also managing an international team, and he played for Barcelona.
3: Wait,
1: hey, legs! Wait, over the top!
2: Yari Litmanun, incorrect. Who's the
3: Bolton? The Bolton player, Ivan Campo. No, he's not no, he's not the manager. correct
2: answer was Mark Hughes.
4: Oh, get yeah. out! Okay. I mean, that Barcelona player's not helping you, is it? It's actually That's making... why they've done it. That's okay. why they've tried. Th- this is the worst round ever, people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, uh, this one's from uh, Philippe Dickinson. Which forward scored a hat trick? That's on... a disappointing son, isn't it? Philippe Dickinson.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's
2: not go in on our list <laughs> Which forward? Philippe sco- <laughs> is such a great first name, and then Are you pronouncing it properly. Yeah, is it Philip Dickinson? Well, he's put two P's in the Philippe, so I can only. Has he got an E on the end? Yeah. Huh. Uh, which forward scored a hat-trick on the last day of the 91-92 season to relegate Plymouth and clinch a playoff spot for Blackburn? Oh, he was question. sold to was Southampton later that summer as part of the deal to bring Alan Shearer to I was Ewood at Park.
0: I
3: was at the match. At the match. Sorry, just say that question again.
2: Which forward scored a hat-trick on the last day of the 91-92 season to relegate Plymouth and clinch a playoff spot for Blackburn?
1: Hit hey, legs, oh, hey, leg! over the top!
2: Josh Oh, buzz. it's not, not going to no. be this.
4: It's not Duncan Shearer, is it? Because you'd know that you'd been swapped with Alan Shearer. Incorrect. Mike Newell.
3: No, no. the correct answer was David Speedy. Ah! Okay. Do you know what? I saw that come up as well as an answer right? and yeah, I ignored
2: it. it. One final question then. Yeah. Which 90s Premier League player has scored the most goals without winning an international cap? Great question. Great question.
5: Can we not knock
3: it?
2: Chris. I've
4: buzzed.
3: Kevin Campbell.
2: The correct answer was Kevin Campbell. Really
4: good. Oh, yes, there that's we go. Made it worth worth it. It. Come comments, on, Barry. That's made it worth it. Come Thank on. you very much, everyone.
2: The next round is another quick-fire buzzer round. Over the summer, I picked up a copy of the Trivial Pursuit France 98 World Cup Edition board game. So these following 90s football general knowledge questions are all from that game. First team to buzz in with the correct answer will get the point if you guess incorrectly, It's passed over to the other team to try and answer. Fingers on buzzers, here's your first question. Whose Channel 4 biographical documentary was almost called The Crying Game?
1: Hit the legs! Hit hey, over the top!
2: Josh. Graham Taylor. Incorrect.
4: What? Oh, Paul Gascoigne Correct oh, Well done Perry.
2: Question number two Who was Britain's first million pound goalkeeper?
4: Hit the legs over the top It was The first million pound goalie Don't know David James No Wait I know this
2: Incorrect It oh. was
4: He was signed by
2: Oh Just tell me well, he's a man that enjoys five drinks. It's Nigel oh. Martin. Oh. At USA 94, what happened for the first time when Brazil played Italy in the final?
4: Little legs! little legs over the top!
2: Josh. Clothes fell off. Everyone's, <laughs> off. Everyone's clothes <laughs> fell off. Come on. It was an absolute
4: classic. <laughs> <laughs> Panties all over the shop.
2: <laughs> Point <laughs> please. <laughs> Incorrect. You guys want to answer?
3: It was a penny shoe out
2: it was the first World Cup decided on penalties yes, yes. <laughs> question number four <laughs> for which team did Thierry Henry make his professional debut in 1994
1: hey legs hey, oh, legs over the top
2: Josh Monaco correct oh. question number five Eric Cantona scored the first ever Premier League hat-trick in a 5-0 win over Spurs in August 92 but which Norwich striker scored the second in November of that year
1: hey legs oh, hey legs oh, hey, over the top
2: Josh. Robert Fleck? Incorrect.
3: Chris. Oh, Marlowe. Oh, oh. Sutton. What? Yeah.
2: Chris Sutton. The correct answer was Mark Robbins. Oh, Question number okay. six. In the 1995 96 season, which club was the first to field four overseas players?
5: Can we not knock it? Chris.
3: Manchester United. Incorrect. Oh. Chelsea. Incorrect. Uh, Correct answer. Middlesbrough?
2: Was Man City. Oh. Question number seven. Which British manager was sacked by Real Madrid in
5: 1990? Can we not knock it? Chris.
2: John Toshak. I think it's too early, isn't it? Correct. Oh, lovely. And finally, who played every league game in his first season with the club as Arsenal won the 90-91 to 91 title? Chris. Nigel Winterburn. Incorrect. Josh? David Seaman. Correct. Time for the next round. One of the staples of 90s football was the pain or glory of a penalty shootout.
3: But England would feel pretty happy about Stuart Pearce coming up in this situation. A man who doesn't mince his words and uh, really doesn't mess about when it comes to hitting
4: a football. Oh, and he's hit it too straight. It just went at the goalkeeper. He got all the force,
3: but Ilna couldn't get out of the way. It came too quickly.
2: So this round is your chance to relive those emotions, but in quiz form. Here's how it works. I will ask you a football-based trivia question with a numerical value for the answer. One team will shoot by revealing their answer first. The opposing team will then get the chance to save by picking their answer in response. The closest team to the correct answer scores or saves accordingly. For the first four penalties, you will alternate between who scores and who saves first. There is no significant advantage. And then the fifth penalty, should it be decisive, will be done blind and you will both reveal your answers at the same time. Winning team scores five points. I need this big. And if at any point you get an answer exactly right, you will win three bonus points. We toss a coin see who goes first. Josh, you will take the first penalty. Um, so.
3: Whose end are we kicking? <laughs> Our end.
2: Here is your first penalty question. How many times during the 90s did Alex Ferguson win the Manager of the Month prize?
4: Oh, my word. I reckon he won it an average of two and a half times a season, so 25
2: In the 90s. Chris and Tom, yeah. How many times during the 90s did Alex Ferguson win the Manager of the Month prize?
4: That's a good guess. Cheers, mate. Can we discuss it?
2: Yeah.
4: I think it's what? What what did you guess? Two and a half times. 25. But then he's not. 25 is more than that. Okay. I think 32. Okay. There was. I mean, who's it going to go to?
3: I just don't know if they'd give it to him that much. Go for it. I think you're right. I think let's go. 32.
2: 32. So, okay. higher. They've gone higher. The correct answer, you'll be surprised to hear, is nine. Uh, what? Uh, yeah. Josh scores. Oh. oh. To why I don't know why. That's one of those
3: like, a bad penalty that goes in. And then yeah, the crowd goes,
2: <laughs> Okay. Penalty number two. Chris and Tom go first. The ball used in professional football has been the same size for 20 years. What is the circumference in inches?
3: Oh. And we'll think about your waist. Your waist. 30. Okay. 38. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's got to be. 14. Yeah, I was going to say 16. Were
2: you? 15 yeah. then. 15. I'm going Josh, higher. They've shot with 15. Josh higher. is going higher. The correct answer is 28 inches.
4: God, oh, damn
2: Josh God saves.
4: Fly, Same as a person.
2: Yeah. A person thin. Penalty number three. Josh, you shoot first.
4: 28 inches? Posh Spice's waist. She's thinner than 28 inches, Think. I imagine. That's why Beckham was so attracted to her. <laughs> <laughs> she kept footballs in it's her that. skirts. As, he, as they went down to bed, it's the same as putting your foot in a <laughs> <break. laughs>
2: <laughs> How tall to the nearest centimetre is Diego Maradona?
4: Right, he is 165 centimetres.
2: Chris, Tom?
3: I've written down
4: 160
3: centimetres. We're stick with that. Yeah, let's, we're gonna go lower. <laughs> I mean this is incredible. He's, no, he's 162.5 centimetres. It's
4: 28 inches.
2: <laughs> the correct answer. <laughs>
4: he's so good at football, he's the same diameter <laughs> as good. a football.
2: The correct answer is 162. <gasps> 0.52 centimetres. What? Oh, oh He's done
0: it! Oh, he's done
3: it. By 0.2! <laughs> <But laughs> we, just, we just said lower though. It's lower, isn't it? So lower...
4: No, it's who's close. No, but we who... guess lower.
2: No, but it's who's closest. Oh, for fuck That's right. insane. So, I mean. That That's is, insane. That is the smallest of margins. Okay. Oh, God.
4: That's 3 0 in the penalty pl- That's season. the
2: penalty shootout. 3 0. It's done. It's over. Yeah. It's a victory. It's a victory. My My mind. Mind. Your players are charging from the halfway yeah. line to oh. hug you okay it's time now for the final round of the quiz 90s football mastermind as before each player will have 60 seconds to answer 10 questions on their chosen specialist subject one point for each correct answer this time round, tom and josh will play josh you're up first your specialist subject this time is euro 92 can i do better than my two points for the spice boys your time starts now Denmark won the tournament, but which team did they replace? Yugoslavia. Correct. Which new law was introduced immediately after the tournament? Back pass. Correct. In which country was the tournament held? Sweden. Correct. Who scored England's only goal of that David tournament? David Correct. Four players shared joint scorer with three goals each. Name two of them. Riedler.
4: Yep. And a man called Henrik Larsson, but not that Henrik Larsson.
2: Correct. <laughs> Wow. How big were the squads at the tournament? How many? 20. Plans? Correct. Oh, my God. How many goals in total were scored at the tournament? Oh, man.
4: 16 years two and a half.
2: Um, About 47. 32. Oh. Name one of the two Denmark goalscorers in the final. John Jensen. Correct. In what city was the final held? Stockholm? Gothenburg. Oh. Finally... Host nation, Sweden, were one of two debutants at the Euros. Who were the other? Uh, Denmark. The correct answer was Scotland.
4: Oh, why didn't I say Scotland? It was obviously Scotland. (laughs) How did Scotland get to an eight-team tournament? (laughs) Imagine that. One of the best eight teams in Europe.
2: Congratulations. Congratulations, Josh. You scored seven points. Tidy. And finally, Tom, you're in the hot seat. You have 90 seconds to answer 10 questions on your chosen specialist subject, yep. which is the life and times of Wolves legend Stephen George Bull. <gasps> oh, now the scores are very, goal. very tight. George
4: was only revised. <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. In.
2: <laughs> you need four <gasps> to draw, oh. five for the victory. This is Come massive. on, Harry. This, is, this is, huge.
3: is pressure. What would Bully do?
2: Your 90 seconds Get away. Come on. start now. Where was Bully born? Tipton. Correct. In his 13-year spell at Wolves, how many goals in total did he score? 306. Correct. Oh,
4: Barry.
2: How many hat-tricks did he score for the club? 18. Correct.
4: <laughs> Come on, Barry.
2: Bully scored his final goal for Wolves on the 26th of September 1998 against which side? Bradford. Oh no, hang on. Um I have to take your answer. Barry. Oh, fuck. The correct answer. <gasps> he panics was just Barry. before Barry. that was to draw it. Come oh on. my god. In what year did he receive an MBA for his services to football? MBA. MBA. MBA, apologies. 99 Correct. To draw. Against which team did he play his final competitive appearance for Wolves on the last day of the 98-99 season? That was Bradford. Correct. I
5: salute you.
2: Against which team did he make his full England international debut? Scotland. Correct.
3: Oh, he's crazy. how many
2: England goals did he score? 4. Uh, Correct. What was his record goals scored in all competitions in a single season? 52. Correct. Oh, this is amazing. Unbelievable. And finally, what star sign is bully?
4: Oh. oh. Born in March. He's a Taurus. Surely he's Taurus the ball. <laughs> uh, Born in March. Oh, yeah, I'll go Taurus.
2: The correct answer was Aries. Oh.
4: Oh.
2: He scored an impressive eight out of ten, and more okay. importantly, the victory. Oh. Well done,
0: Perry. Yes, finally. Congratulations. Well, well, done. Done. <laughs> well done.
3: Well
4: done, boys.
3: Uh. <laughs> That's it for the quiz. Thank you to all our guests this series. Ivo, Graham, Doro, Brian, Alan Kirbishley, Tom Davies, Darren Huckabee, Max Rushton, Ben Partridge, and last but not least, Tom Parry. Thank you to everyone who sent in correspondence. We promise we'll get through as many as we can in due course, so please do keep them coming. Have a lovely Christmas and wonderful New Year's. We'll be back in spring 2020 with a new series. Until then, Robbie Slater, see you later.
0: I don't want a lot. Oh, Christmas.